We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Welcome to the Rotor Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. Also, just realized my mic was off, so I probably sound weird, but hey, let's get that fixed. Hope everyone's having a fantastic Thursday morning or Wednesday night, depending on where you're listening to the podcast. I should sound a lot better now. Um, that was that was a good. Um, hey, it happens to the best of us. <laughs> so we have a nice little seven-game MLB slate here for Thursday night. Joined today by my good buddy Will Priester, Chief Justice 06. Chief, hey, your mic is working. We checked before. Didn't check mine. <laughs> I'm doing good, man. Good, good to come on with you uh, on a, I guess what I'm going to call an alternate day. I know we kind of do like Sunday, Friday. That's kind of our song and dance. We're coming on a day early, so uh, always happy to come on, man, and, and talk with you. Uh, I, I hope people understand, like, you know, we're actually really good friends in the industry. And so uh, hopefully that, that shows through the show. And, um, you know, always a pleasure. Always. 
Yeah, man, always fun to do shows. Um, very high on Baltimore on Wednesday night, so I'm ready for that slate. To I'm ready to move on to Thursday slate. Uh, they they stunk it up. Jose Barrios had like a no hitter through like six innings or some weird. It was yes, he did. He, he was dominating Baltimore, and he wasn't even like dominating them, like throwing the ball by them. They were just hitting the ball to people. Um, it was just one. Of yeah. It, it, so I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that because. I think I looked at through four innings, he had no strikeouts at one point. Through four innings, zero strikeouts. Now, Kyle Bradish on the other side didn't have any either. He went six innings, like one strikeout. Interesting game. Probably the most interesting pitchers duel you will see. There's some interesting pitching here on this slate, seven-game slate, like I mentioned. Um, Again, very interesting pitching, so we'll talk about that as we get going here. What's up, YouTube? Hope you're having a fantastic Wednesday night. Jeremy says he's watching it live. Nice to be here. Well, Jeremy, it's nice for you to be here. Todd and Richie, always always cool to see you guys hanging out here in chat. We're going to jump in and get started here. Um, don't mind my eye. I think I have like a blood vessel or something broken in my eye. Maybe why I have a bad headache, but hey, happens to the best of us. Detroit at Minnesota. Eight total in this game. Twins, a 215 favorite. Gray going up against Matt Boyd. Um, any interest here for you in Matthew Boyd? Interesting spot here, Stevie. I I feel like I have to have some interest with how bad Minnesota has been in terms of strikeouts. Um, at 5,800, I don't hate it. Like, look, he, he's either going to have a good game or he's going to get shelled. I don't think there's any in-between on this one. Uh, but at 5,800, I think that's reasonable for him in this spot. Yeah, Minnesota, 27.1% strikeout rate um, against left-handed pitching this season. Second highest number behind Milwaukee. We talked about them striking out a lot this year. But, I mean, honestly, their WRC Plus is really low at 90, which is below average. Um, they've only hit 16 home runs against left-handed pitching this season. So, I don't love Matthew Boyd in general. Yes, um, I'm with you. Yeah, not typically a guy like I, I want to go out of my way and play, but good matchup against uh, Minnesota here. And I don't hate it at the price point. We have a lot of top end pitchers today. So, um, you know, we'll obviously talk about them as we get going. Um, Sonny Gray is one of those top end arms that I think you have to have some interest in here. I mean, everybody's been good against Detroit except for Spencer Strider. <laughs> so, um, don't get me started. <laughs> don't, Will, don't. Will's a Braves fan, and um, the salt in the wound um, is there. I mean, Miguel Cabrera, his first home run of the season, that was cool to see. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think this is a great spot for Sonny Gray. I'm not gonna let the Spencer Strider issues talk me off or want me to fade here on Sonny Gray. His biggest issue has been hard contact. This is a low-powered team. So a uh, ton of interest for me in Sonny Gray at 9,300 going up against Detroit. Yeah, man, I'm with you 100%. Like, I haven't been on Gray probably in a while. I mean, if you look at kind of the spots he's been in over the past few games, definitely a guy that I haven't been playing as much. But against Detroit, I'm with you Um this is a spot we can get in on him for sure. Um, bats, anything here for Detroit that you like? No, nope. I don't think I'm playing Detroit today at all. Um, 
I, I don't, I don't see myself playing anyone from Detroit. Yeah, I don't have any interest in the Detroit Bats. Kerry Carpenter is like the biggest, <laughs> biggest like bat in this lineup right now, um, and I think that honestly says a lot. So I don't really have a ton of interest here, and in, you know the Minnesota Bats. Buxton, I read a report earlier today that he's likely going to be out for at least a few more days. Um, so, you know, taking him out of this lineup just really kind of hurts the lineup overall. Correa, I think, would be playable here at 4K going up against Matthew Boyd. Um, if if for some reason they hit, like, Michael Taylor leadoff, I would have interest in him because, I mean, his numbers are really not that bad against left-handed pitching. But Correa would be my favorite and probably my only play here from Minnesota. Yeah, I, I don't hate that at 4K for sure. Um, and I, I'm probably about with you because like everybody else, man, it's just – it's ugly. They are cheap, but I I can't do it. Yeah, I mean, none of the cheap bats. I mean, a lot of them are left-handed hitters, and I if they play them, I have more interest in Boyd. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Um, I mentioned Michael Taylor because he's twenty-two hundred. If he did hit up towards the top of the lineup here, um, you know, I I would have interest in him. All right, let's talk about your Braves. We got the Rockies and the Braves. No total in this game. Um, if Freeland is pitching for Colorado, and then it sounds like it's going to be Smith. Um, Schroiver against um, or pitching here for Atlanta. What are your thoughts here on Freeland? Uh, not playing Freeland today. This is not a great spot for Kyle Freeland at all. Yeah, I mean, tough matchup against Atlanta. Um, one of the best teams in baseball against left-handed pitching. I think Tampa is the only team statistically better than them, but Atlanta has the highest hard hit rate against left-handed pitching this season. I think they have the Second most home runs behind the Dodgers against left-handed pitching. So, yeah, not a spot I want to play. Uh, Freeland, he's just not a great pitcher in general. Um, what about smith Schroyer here? Listen, Schalver. Schalver. Yeah. yeah. I like him better than I like Boyd today. Like, the Colorado offense has really been striking out a ton because they're missing a lot of their main pieces. And so Smith Schauber, look, he had, he had a tough matchup against Washington in terms of strikeouts. So yep. Washington doesn't strike out a ton. But what I was encouraged by Steve was the 86 pitches. So if we're going to see 85 to 90 pitches from him against Colorado, I'm in. Like, he, he should be able to pick up. I mean, he got two against Washington, had three against Arizona, and a 40-pitch start. I mean, he should be able to pick up five strikeouts here. So I, I really like him in this spot. I'd be interested to see where he comes in at it from in terms of a prop perspective. I'm assuming it's four and a half, maybe three and a half. If it's three and a half, I'm going to be rejoicing um, because that's going to be incredible. But, uh, yeah, I, I like him a ton today. Yeah, I mean, I talked about him last time out. He's He's got a big fastball, um, good slider. He's the number one prospect in the Braves organization. Um big time prospect everyone kind of thought next year for him so i think we're all kind of a little shocked but i mean atlanta's pitching is just they've been so banged up um i mean this guy started this season in single a um high a baseball you know so he's progressed really fast 
he has a lot to learn. I don't think the long term is for him to stay up with the big league club. Um, but with all that said, fantastic matchup against the Rockies, like you mentioned. Big strikeout upside here for him. So I have no issues taking some shots on him in this spot. Uh, Rockies bats, any interest here in Colorado? Uh, no, actually, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna fade the Rockies bats even on a small slate. And uh, hope AJ does his thing and doesn't get shut out. I mean, he only gave up three hits to Washington, did give up two runs, but they are a much lower strikeout team than, than what he's going to see tomorrow. Yeah, I think um, Nolan Jones, I know um, I sound like a broken record. He's a guy that I don't mind playing here. He's still in that price range where I think you could play him under 4K, big power, upside type of guy. Um, Ryan McMahon, if you want to pay up and play him, I have no issues with that. Like, if you end up there, sure, why not? Yeah. Um, Atlanta bats. I mean, Atlanta, I think is the top stack on the slate today. Um, I, I mean, you have to, I feel like you have to like this team. Freeland is a guy that can't strike hitters out. This is a great spot overall for this offense. Low strikeout guy that gives up a ton of power to right-handed hitters. They're going to throw a lot of righties, if not the whole right-handed lineup at him, maybe Rosario and Olsen as far as lefties. But I mean, Atlanta, I think, is in a fantastic spot here. Yeah, I mean, you think you think they're going to sit Harris and play Pilar today? They have been playing Pilar a little bit against lefties. Yeah, that's that's what I'm trying to figure out. Because man, Harris has been pretty hot here recently. Um, so I wouldn't be shocked if they give Rosario a day off and play Pilar and just yeah. let Michael Harris keep doing his thing. Yeah, I, that's what I would do in this situation if I'm the manager, like young hitter. Don't don't let him you know come out of his groove. Rosario's been around. I could I could definitely see that. Um, but yeah, I mean Ozuna's going to be a top. Pl- I mean uh, Acuna, excuse me, is going to be a top player along with uh, Ozuna. If Pilar plays at twenty two hundred, he's going to be good value. We'll be probably closer to that six seven spot, but I'll be okay with that. Uh, you got Austin Riley at fifty three hundred is expensive. You got Albies at forty eight hundred. You got Olsen at sixty two hundred and Murphy at forty nine hundred. If you want to get this team, they're expensive. But once again, by being able to play uh, Smith Shaver, uh, that's going to help you be able to play some pieces from this team. If you like Boyd, that's going to help you be able to play some pieces from this team. So I'm not actually Stevie as worried about salary today because I do believe we have two pitchers under six K that that are reasonable that we can actually use. All right, uh, moving on. We got Angels at Rangers. Eight total in this game. Rangers a slight favorite here at 130. We have Otani and Eovaldi facing off against each other. Otani, one of the best strikeout pitchers in baseball. Really tough matchup here going up against Texas. He's really struggled in his last two outings. Um, What are your thoughts here on Otani going up against Texas? Uh, I don't want to play him against Texas, Stevie. And look, I know that Detmers kind of went out there and just kind of really worked this team today uh, on, on the current slate. But I, I don't, I'm, I'm not interested in playing him against, against Texas. Texas has been, has been really good. And that doesn't mean I don't think Otani's going to have a nice game. I do think they limit some of his upside. And so that's kind of where I'm landing on Otani. So I'm not telling anyone, like if you say, Hey, I want to play Otani. I'm not saying it's a bad play. I'm just saying I think his upside is limited some because our team has been hitting pretty well. And and their and their K rates aren't astronomical with Corey Seager in the lineup as well. 
Um, yeah, I mean, these are two of the better arms that we have on the slate. It's a really tough matchup against Texas. They've been one of the best offenses in baseball this season, um, despite what Derek Hardy says. Um, I don't understand why he's down on Texas. I, I need to do a show with him that Texas is on so I can make fun of him um or or mess with them make fun of him is not the right mess with him um i think is the better way to say it so they got i i guess i'm team texas this year i think they're a really good offense um otani i think could beat anybody he's expensive i think he might be worth the price tag on the slate we have good pitching today um so i think that you know even eovaldi on the other side of this game if you're comparing the two um if you had to pick one of the two, do you like Eovaldi over Otani or do you like Otani over Eovaldi? Um, so, once again, I'll have to give it, explain it like this. Otani has more strikeout upside. I think Eovaldi has more of a leash if he's pitching really well. So, Eovaldi to me is probably – the best combination play. I, I think Eovaldi also has an easier matchup. I, I think I'd go Eovaldi over Otani. Understanding Otani could absolutely strike out more guys. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Um, I mean, I think both these guys are playable. Um, I have no issues playing either one of these guys. Uh, if I had to pick one or the other, oh, man, I don't know. I think I'd pick Otani. He's got more strikeout upside for sure. Yeah, like I think I'd pick Otani. I just, I mean, I don't feel good about it. Yeah. But, sorry, I am. I'm making sure I remind um, Tim, who was on the podcast yesterday, that he owes me jelly beans because Whitlock absolutely smashed Drew Smiley. Um, don't make jelly bean bets. That that's a that's a rookie mistake. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's talk. Um, anybody that listened to the podcast yesterday or was here yesterday knows that Tim really fought me on Drew Smiley and um, Whitlock, but hey. Can't win them all. Can't win them all. I know I lost to Jelly Bean bit recently to Will, so I can't win them all, but I'm like 98%. Um, and guess Angels... what? That, that Jelly Bean bit was Matt Boyd. I know. 
Uh, I would agree with you today, so can't. <laughs> yeah, oh, can't yeah, of course, of course, of no course. No jelly beans today. Uh, All right, yeah. talk to me about the Angels bats. Anything standing out to you here? Um, think it, I mean, it stinks that we can't play Otani, obviously. Um, what are your thoughts overall on the Angels? Um, so I don't really think I want to play the Angels. I, I, I do really think that um, Eovaldi does limit upside. And I know, you know, his, his last start, I think, against the Rays, they kind of got to him a little bit, Stevie. But here's the thing. So even though they got to him, and I know we're not, I know we're talking about bats, but still went six and a third, only only gave up four runs on seven hits. And, and I mean Babbitt was just on their side, and he still picked up six strikeouts, 102 pitches. And and his typically he's not going to get shelled and he's going to limit damage. I don't think I want to play anyone from the Angels. Yeah. Um Eovaldi, his his control has just been elite this season. I think he's at like a 4.6 um, walk rate. Is what was at like 250. He's generating a lot of ground balls. Um, I mean, hard hit rate wise, he's a guy that gives up a lot of hard contact throughout his career. Career, he's been you know reverse splits. So I think if you wanted to pay up to get a low owned Trout, I wouldn't necessarily talk you off of it. Outside of that, I don't really have any interest in the Angels. And, I, I mean, I probably don't get a lot of Trout one-offs because of the slate, just in general. Um, Angels bats here. Otani, uh, he's the kind of the same way, right? Like, he's a guy that gives up a ton of hard contact. His struggle with power is lefties. Um, Corey Seager, I think, would be a, the guy I would target. But overall, I mean, I'm not going out of my way to play bats against these two pitchers. I think this is going to be one of if not the lowest scoring game on the slate yeah absolutely I, I would agree with you there you know once again i just think texas can limit otani's upside i still agree with you like these are the two best pitchers on the slate they're priced appropriately it's not going to shock me if he picks up seven or eight k's and gives up a run or two like that's pretty much what we expect so i'm not really playing texas today all right Pittsburgh at Chicago, taking on the Cubbies again. No total in this game. Um, night before, we don't typically get Cubs lines, um, so that's nothing out of the ordinary here. Uh, first glance, wind blowing in at 18 miles an hour, so we'll have to see what Kevin oh, Roth has to God. say. Oh, <laughs> God. No. Um, don't, don't do this. Rich Hill and don't, Marcus Stroman face off against each team. other here. Don't do this. <laughs> Let's talk um, – the ace as the ace man, Rich Hill. Um oh, God. why, <laughs> why can't we just have Keller today? Like that just give us Keller today. Oh <laughs> gosh. Don't do this. Give me your thoughts here, Will. Sixty three hundred Rich Hill. Wind oh, blowing God. in massively here. Um gosh. does this bump him up to like Matt Boyd range now? It's so bad, but like <laughs> Don't you have to consider Rich Hilton today? I mean, it's it's so bad. But like Stevie, if if someone is just a game log watcher, like they don't know anything about baseball, and all they know is they, they're just trying to put together a lineup, get the most points possible for the least amount of salary spent, everybody's playing Rich Hill. Like everybody. I mean, he's got more, he's got more 20-point games in his last five than other games, and all of these aren't against bad opponents. Like, one is against the Mets, one's against St. Louis, one's against Detroit, who's obviously a bad team. Um, he put up 14 against Texas, 
And at San Francisco, he just got shelled. Like, I don't – this is so crazy to me, but I, th- I think he played Rich Hill today. I th- I, th- I don't like him better than the other guys, but in the conditions of who he's facing, I think you have to play him. I mean, I feel like they're just – I don't uh, – yeah, I feel like they're just letting him go deep into games. Um, like – the downside is he's Rich Hill. The upside is he's a fly ball guy and the wind's going to be blowing in. Um, if this is the weather report, and obviously we'll have to see what Kevin Roth has to say um, tomorrow morning, Thursday morning, I think Rich Hill is is playable here. Um, I think I'm with you. I, I mean, it, it it bumps up my Marcus Stroman thoughts too. I already had interest yeah. in Stroman um, just in general. But I think now I have more interest in Stroman um, in general. So, I mean, I think both these pitchers are are very much in play now. I think Marcus Stroman is a guy – I mean, the win really doesn't affect him because he's a, he's a big-time ground ball guy. Um, yeah. But Pittsburgh definitely a little bit better against left-handed pitching than they are against right-handed pitching. I don't, I don't know, man. I think Stroman's in play as well. Yeah, I, I like Stroman at 8,700. Um, you know, once again, we don't roster Strowman for 10 strikeouts. We roster him really for four to five strikeouts and the ability to get through innings fairly clean. And so that's pretty much what you're going to see from Strowman because he keeps that ball on the ground, uh, you know, still sitting 50% or more, Steven, on a ground ball rate on the season. So I, I like Strowman, 8,700, definitely a guy I can get behind. Uh, definitely a spot where, like, if we're talking about loading up offenses, I don't mind playing Strowman at 87 and Hill on the other side or, or Smith Shaver or Boyd. And now we can really get those bats that we're talking about. I think Strowman is a really good piece to unlock some offense today. Bats, anything here for Pittsburgh that you like? Uh, no, I mean, not, not with the conditions, especially if the wind's blowing in. Like, like you said, it won't affect him as much. But if anything gets hit in the air, 18 miles per hour blowing, and it's definitely going to stifle it. So I, I don't really want to play anywhere from Pittsburgh. I think um, Marcano is someone you could still play. He should hit leadoff in this game. He offers stolen base upside. You're not really targeting him for home runs anyway. Um, so I, I think he's someone you could take some shots on. And then as far as the Cubbies are concerned, um, I mean, Morell and Wisdom would be my two favorites. I don't know how much I'm going to play the Cubs today. Maybe a mini stack with like Suzuki, but the wind's going to be blowing in this much. I don't know how much I really trust the spot. Yeah, I'm with you 100%. Um, I don't, I, I'm not playing the Cubs though. No, no Cubs. I'm with you. I, I'm more on heel than the Cubs. All right. You, you can almost look at this slate and know exactly what, what we're going to do today, really. Washington at Houston. Yes. We got Gore and Javier facing off against each other. Eight total. Um, Astros a big favorite here at minus 250. Any interest in Mackenzie Gore today? <sighs> on, on paper, no. Um, he, he's not going to be a hard no because he does have some strikeout stuff. And if he comes out and gets gets 20 fantasy points today, I'm not going to be surprised. But Houston has hit left-handed pitching a lot better than right-handed pitching over the course of this season. 
Uh, so, Gore, I'm just going to take a full fade. Yeah, um, I'm not. I'm not playing him in this matchup, but I mean, there's been plenty of times this season that I think you can play him, and I think we'll play him again eventually. Um, Javier on the other side of this game, I don't think I like him. Will I don't? It's not obviously it's not a hard no by any means, but I also think that this is a spot we can take a stand. He's a huge favorite. Vegas likes him. That means projection models are going to like him. Um, his strikeouts are down. This team doesn't strike out a lot. I think this is like a Babbitt game. I could see him throwing like six or seven clean innings, giving up a run or two, and putting up like 20 to 25 fantasy points, and I think there's more ceiling elsewhere. Yeah, I'm with you 100%. Um, that's how I feel about it. De- exactly how I feel about it. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Maybe I should like him more. I don't like the Washington bats. Um, do you have any interest in Washington bats here? Uh, no. So the, the, the thing is, Stevie, I feel Washington is going to limit Javier's upside in my opinion, but they also aren't going to score any runs. Ball's just going to be popped up and ground outs. So no, no interest in Washington bats. Houston bats um, against Gore. What do you like here? I, I am going to stack Houston because Gore does have a walk problem, right? Like if he walks the wrong guys, and I know um, Alvarez is out, and that, that is hurting. That is going to hurt our offense some. But you know, we still got Bregman here. We still got Altuve here. We still got Tucker here. Uh, we've got um, uh, Dubon leading off at thirty eight hundred. So. I still think Houston has some upside, so I am going to be stacking Houston today in hopes that we get the gore that we saw in Atlanta that just kind of falters and flutters, still get some strikeouts, but we're able to still pile up some runs against him. I like the Houston offense today. I like them too. I think it's a great spot for them upside-wise. Um, gore has struggled lefty-lefty too, so don't be afraid to like take shots on Tucker. Um, yeah. Um, I mean, they're a stack that's playable here. We haven't had many, like, stacks that we like. This is why the Braves are in such a good spot today, in my opinion. Cleveland, Guardians, San Diego Padres, 7.5 total. We got Darvish and Allen facing off against each other. Padres, a 164 favorite here. Um, let's talk Allen first. Logan Allen, he's, he's had some games this year. Don't hate the matchup. San Diego is a team that... I mean, you could definitely take some strikeout pitchers against them. Do you have any interest here, though, in Allen? No, not today. I, I think I think even on today's slate, and it just pains me to say this, Stevie, I think I'd play Rich Hill over Allen <laughs> today. And I, that just pains me to say, but um, i definitely play Smith Schauber and definitely Boyd. So uh, I'm, I'm going to fade Allen. I am going to be one-off in San Diego. Though. This is a good spot for some one-offs in my opinion. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't hate Logan Allen at this price point. He is someone that's capable of like 25 plus points. Um, his biggest issue is like hard contact to righties. I mean, the three, the three or four righties that he's going to have to face in this lineup is really concerning with Tatis, Machado, Sander Bogarts, Gary Sanchez in a small sample size has a lot of 
upside against left-handed pitching this season. So I don't think I play Logan Allen just because we have other options. Um, I do see a thing like, is it going to be Darvish or is it going to be Weathers? See, hold on. Let me, uh, let me, let me pull up. How many sources do you have up? I can pull up one real quick. It's and, gonna uh, be it's gonna be Weathers. Darvis's start got moved to Friday to face the Rays. Weathers is pitching against Cleveland today. Oh baby. Okay. This yeah, line is. is gonna move. This line's gonna move. Um, if you still see this line, if you're in a legal spot, and I mean this is one of the best things about like YouTube, right? If you are in a legal state where you could bet, I love the over seven and a half in this game now. Um, for what it's worth. We're not playing Ryan Weathers, right? Oh, absolutely not. Evans, no. Dude, Guardians. I I had zero interest in the Guardians when I was doing my research for this slate, thinking that it was going to be Darvish. I I thought it was Weathers. I thought it was Weathers. And so you were like, is it going to be Darvish? I'm like, oh, wait, let me check. Um, So, yeah. You go ahead. I mean... (laughs) Let's uh let's play some Jose Ramirez starting off right here. Um, yeah. I mean, there's still not a ton of power in this lineup, but Ryan Weathers is bad. Um, thirteen percent Ks against righties. Too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, four ten Woba against right-handed hitters this season. Two seventeen ISO against right-handed hitters this season. Just generates no swinging strikes. Um, I mean, this is a great spot for Cleveland, even though they're a team that I feel like. We've been picking on a lot this season. I think that this is a great spot to to look at Cleveland, one of the worst offenses in baseball <laughs> this season against left-handed pitching. Absolutely. And I think, Stevie, you know, just to kind of talk through this um, from a slight game theory perspective, if we're playing Cleveland at this point, I'm looking to get the two better pitchers uh, because outside of Jose Ramirez, pretty much everybody else is 3K or 2K. Like, Quan is 36, Gonzalez is 24, uh, Rosario is 32, you've got Jimenez at 34, and uh, Zanino's 26. It's like all these guys are cheap. So I really, if, if I'm going to play Cleveland today, and I am, I am going to play some Cleveland, I'll for sure have at least one of the high upper tier pitchers in, in, my, in my Cleveland bills for sure. Yeah, I mean, they're so cheap that yeah. uh, gosh is the chalk build going to be atlanta cleveland um, has cleveland been so bad that people don't want to play them still even in a great spot against weathers hmm. i don't i don't think cleveland's going to be chalk even on this one because they've been bad i think that, you know what i'm saying like i think they'll be popular I think Atlanta's probably going to be like extreme chalk, extreme chalk. I think Houston will get some ownership. I think San Diego will get some ownership because of the name value. And then I think the Dodgers get more ownership because it's a smaller slate, even against Dylan Cease. But overall, I, I think Atlanta's going to be like stupid chalky, and they should be. <laughs> If you have um, the Gahunis, um to fade one of the best teams, Atlanta, it's going to be massive chalk on the slate. Plenty of cheap pitching. Yeah. 
Let's talk about um, the Padres on the other side of this game. I think they're the team you potentially pivot off of Atlanta. I do like the Dodgers against Dylan Cease in the next game for what it's worth, but yeah. I do think like the Padres and Dodgers are the two teams you're looking to pivot off of um, the Chalky Braves. Yeah, for sure. And, and what I was what I was going to say was in terms of Padres, I, I will I do like this team probably the most for one off. So I don't mind the Bogarts one off. I don't mind you know the Tatis one off, the Machado one off. Um, you know th- these. This is basically where I want to get most of these one off. The Gary Sanchez one off, and, and Sanchez is only thirty five hundred, so still not incredibly expensive. You know this is where I want to get a lot of my, my one offs for the from the San Diego Padres for sure. Um, yeah, I mean, I think the Gary Sanchez, if you believe in what he's been able to do here, I mean, he's found life in San Diego, and um, I think that at 3,500, he's a really solid play here at catcher. Yeah. All right, let's talk White Sox and Dodgers. This game has a eight and a half total. The Dodgers are 166 favorite. Grove against Dylan Cease. Um, I mean, Dylan Cease has been struggling. He pitched good against Miami and Detroit the last two times out, but this is a guy that is not anything close or near than what he was last year. Any interest in Dylan Cease today against the Dodgers? No. Yeah, I was hoping we'd get a big, fast um, no. Uh, I'm with you on this one. I have no issue, no interest in Dylan Cease. If you're playing 150 teams and you want to play him and trust the talent, my issue is like his advanced stats really just say that he has not been pitching as good this season. So um, that's my, my biggest concern with Dylan sees Dodgers, a really good lineup Grove on the other side of this one. Any interest here in Michael Grove? Um, I don't, he's 5,200 Stevie. We don't need him today. So I'm, I'm not, I'm not playing him. Yeah, I mean, he's he's another guy that's been really struggling, giving up a ton of power to lefties. His Woba's almost 500 against lefties. Um, they have been doing this thing like they open um, open with um, a, a Victor Gonzalez-type guy, and then they bring in Grove to throw three or four innings. So he might not even start this game. But either way, no issues for me. No interest for me. Um Slight interest in the White Sox bats. I know they've been a team that have let us down a ton this season, uh, but I think that they're in a good spot. They're cheap, and I think that you know you could take some shots here. Um, it's always it's always really interesting to see how you build out like a, a White Sox lineup. But I mean, Gavin Sheets at two K um, oh, is man. someone that I really Ooh. like. Listen, Sheets always has that power, Stevie. Like that's that's a great call. Um, you know, another guy that's that's had some power a little bit this year, Andrew Vaughn. He's he's had a little bit, but um, but yeah, I, I love the sheets call, Stevie. Like that's probably that that might be like the ultimate one-off play on this slate. Because I don't think anybody's gonna be rushing to play Gavin Sheets, even on a short set like that. I mean, I love that call. Um, you know, I, I don't hate Moncada, like he's 3200. I mean, if you want to stack the White Sox today, I don't hate it just because it will be different even on this slate because they've been so bad just overall. I don't think people are going to be rushing to play this team. So, um, God, man, it feels like they should be so much better with Jimenez and Robert and Makata, but it's, it's just not coming together. But uh, Burger's there. I think you stack the White Sox today. 
for what it's worth. They just see what you get. They could absolutely break out against Grove. Yeah, I mean, I, I have interest in the White Sox. Um, my interest in the White Sox always very interesting. Like plays, I like Jake Berger, Gavin Sheets. Um, Berger this season has been someone that has been excellent against lefties and has. If you could take away his strikeout against strikeout rate against righties, he's had um, a stellar year and he just kind of flies under the radar. So, all right, let's talk Dodgers here. Um, Dylan Cease really, like I said, has been struggling a lot this year. I mean, he really just hasn't had that put away pitch. His swinging strike rate is at 12%. But if you look at his swinging strike rate against lefties, he's just struggling, man. He's struggling with hard contact. Talk to me here about the Dodgers. Yeah, so I I think the Dodgers, to me, um, are probably the second or third best team on this slate, Uh, just like in general. Um, I know they're missing missing some some of those pieces from last year, but I mean, Freeman's expensive, uh, Freddie's expensive, but I still think you try to get them in. And Stevie, honestly, I think this is a spot today – where I'm going to take some small shots, take a, a, a small pool of my lineups. I'm going to try to stack the Dodgers and the Braves with the 5K pitchers and see and see if I can make that work. That might be different enough if both of these offenses tee off to get there. Uh, Freddie Freeman definitely going to be a favorite player of mine. And then this is a guy that uh, probably won't be on anybody's list, but I like Jason Hayward. Steve, like, not strike it out. Definitely, definitely going to put the ball in play, I think. Um, so Hayward is actually going to be another one of my favorite bats from the Dodgers today. So I just wanted to kind of give out those two. I don't think we'll hear too much about Jason Hayward today from any other podcast, probably, but this one, but I I do really like Hayward on the cheap end. I like the Dodgers um, just in general here. So I think that Max Muncy, uh, you know, not going to be playing in this game. It sounds like he might, go to the IL with the hamstring strain. So, yeah, I mean, Hayward is a great crawl. Peralta, Outman, um, Freddie, Will Smith, Betts, J.D. Martinez, any of these guys. Um, Seas is giving up so much hard contact to both sides of the plate. It's, it's just crazy, right? Like, you yeah. look at Dylan Seas last year at 37% hard hit rate. This year is a 55% hard hit rate. Um, his strikeout rate rate's is way down. Yeah, it's down six, almost six percent. Um, yeah. Walk rate is right where it was. It's just giving up a lot more power. Um, he's just not missing bats. His swinging strike rate is way down. So um, barrel rates way up. Uh, just everything kind of just jumping off the page here for Dylan C's. Like his fastball is getting hit a lot harder. His slider is getting hit a lot harder. And I mean, it's not good. All right, let's play the morning grind game, and then we will get out of here. Under 8K to get six or more strikeouts. Who do you got? Uh, we got a lot of options today. Give me – you know what? I'm going way off the board. People probably think I'm going with my boy Smith Schauber. I'm, I'm going to go with Matthew Boyd at 5,800. I'll take Smith Schauber. Thank you. Um, <laughs> over 8K. I, listen, to- I almost went Rich Hill today. I, I, I was close. Oh, it's I know. Close. I mean, I don't think it's a bad spot for him. <laughs> they were talking about in chat how the Red Sox are getting dominated um, by Austin Gomber. And as a Red Sox fan, this is the most Red Sox thing ever. Um, over 
8K to score under 15. Who's your bust today? Might have lost you. Oh, no. Will's internet was doing so good. Oh, he's back. No. Oh. He's a robot. All right. Yep. I get to go first because Will's internet's bad right now. So um, I'm going to yeah. take Dylan Cease because he's facing the Dodgers. So um, thank you, Will's internet. I appreciate you. Um, are you back now? I am back. Over 8K, we get 15 fantasy points or less. Um, you know what? I'm, I'm going to just have to go off the board here. Give me Javier. I don't hate that. That's who I was going to pick because um, I figured you were going to pick Dylan C's, so I, that's what I was going to pick. <laughs> <laughs> but your internet got me a free W um, in that category. Yeah. Over 4K to hit a home run today. Who's going yard? Man, give me – this guy hadn't hit one probably. No, I'm going to stay true. Give me Xander Bogarts, man. 4,700 against Allen. I like it. Give me Sean Murphy. I'm going to pay up a catcher today. Sean Murphy is my guy. Um, I was going to say Austin Riley. Yeah. I almost went Bregman. Yeah, I I was caught between two today. Under 4K to get two hits. Who's a cheap bat that you like today? Uh, Give me Dubon at 3,800. Okay. Um, Didn't see that one coming. That one threw me for a curveball a little bit. Man, I'm going to go Gavin Sheets. <laughs> I like it. Stevie, I like that call. I'm telling you. The Gavin Sheets got me excited today. Yeah, I mean, I'm excited to play some Gavin Sheets. I always like playing Gavin Sheets. He's two for his last 25. Um, and I'm still excited to play him because I know the upside's there. And I think this is a good matchup. So, yes, Jeremy, I'm paying up for catcher. I love this spot for uh, Murphy today. I absolutely love this spot for him. He profiles as one of the best batted ball profiled guys on the entire slate in my model today. Um, so, yeah, I like Murphy a lot. Uh, stack score six or more runs. Who do you got? Stevie, I'm going to stay true to something we talked about. I like it. Bad team, but good spot. Give me the, the Cleveland Guardians. How many times have you said Indians um, this year? I've said it at least five times, um, I, depending on like Grinders Live and the I podcast. I almost said it just now, but I did not. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I've said it, I have said it a lot. I'm gonna go Dodgers against Dylan Cease. He's really been struggling this year, and I mean, I really hope. Like, Will, I'm excited to play the slate because I think the Dodgers are gonna be low owned. Against the Dodgers alone, I'm going to be shocked. Right, uh, but I mean, I think the Braves are the best stack on the slate. I I don't think anyone's arguing with that. They're in a fantastic spot. They're the best stack on the slate. Really easy to fit them in. We have plenty of cheap pitching to make it work. I think that with the Braves being chalky, the Padres probably getting ownership too. I, I really think that like the Dodgers are the forgotten team and. Dylan Cease has struggled. I think that this is a really interesting spot for the Dodgers. So I really like it. Um, Braves, top stack. They're my favorite stack. We have um, Braves are going to get six. I agree with you in chat. I agree. I think the Braves are going to get six. I I love the Braves today. All right, that's it. Uh, Does this show start at the same time every day? 
around 10 ish Eastern Monday or Sunday night through Thursday night. Um, most of the time we're on, we're live on YouTube. Sometimes I have to push it back or co-host has to push it back, but we try to start at 10, which always means about 10, 10 because I'm always late. Um, you can ask, Will. he's shaking his head. I already see him. Will, any final thoughts before we get out of here? No, we are good. And uh, man, thanks for having me on, man. Always a pleasure. Always fun. Always fun. Um, yeah. Always a good time. If you want to check out Will Monday through Friday, he's taking your pick em. <laughs> You see what I did there? Yes. Over there on Grinders Live, 10.30 Eastern each day. If you enjoy fantasy pick and plays, um, check him out. He's doing a great job over there. If you haven't already, make sure you subscribe to the Roto Grinders Morning Grind YouTube page. Turn on the notifications. That way you'll know exactly when we go live. Thank you all for hanging out. We'll be back tomorrow talking some more baseball. Good luck, everyone. We'll see you all tomorrow.